You know what, dude? Hmm. The Rotolo brother pulled up at Black House not too long I ago. I saw that, and yeah. I was my eyes perked up so much because yeah. I have to say this is that I don't think there's a fighter alive who, when they see the Rotolo brothers, doesn't think like, oh, they're striking? Okay. Because now you feel like they're coming more to your turf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think you know, like, yeah, I'll give you your props. You're great grapplers. But I feel like every one of these cats who sizes them up, they're like, oh, they're coming to train. No, 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 dude, it's all family. It's all friendly. However, I do want to strike with you if we get the opportunity. Yeah. Is that okay? I can only imagine what that day of training must have been like. He came to strike. Yeah. Like, and like the kid is fearless. The dude went at, went at it with like everybody. It's funny. You're, you, it's, you're saying like, you know, I want to strike with him. No, I was thinking the opposite. I was like, I want to grapple with him. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gents? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcaster, Rafa Sparza, coming to you with another great installment of the Grappling Hour. We have a great guest. More on him in a second. But before we get to him, I want to say this. If you guys enjoy this show, all you have to do is go on over to hide.page backslash grappling hour. Why would you do that? Because if you pay five bucks a month, you can see these interviews 30 days before anybody else. And if you are so kind, you can also chip out a few extra dollars to see tape studies, a segment where people roast my competition footage very funny. And you can also check out mini-sodes, little episodes that we record with the athletes that aren't available anywhere else. We talk about the athletes that the athletes themselves respect the most that they've competed against, as well as certain mini-sode topics on steroids. I think that's the one everybody seems to like so far. Anyway, that's what we got going on there. You can join our Discord and like, subscribe, and comment. And if you don't know what you want to comment on yet because you're waiting to see how this interview goes, all good. You can wait a few extra seconds because I'll give you something to talk about once we get to that portion. But for right now, gentlemen sitting to my left, camera. Is this camera left too? It's hard to say. Let me double check. Yeah, okay. That kind of works. Okay. My man over here just won his most recent fight at Lights Out Fighting by a vicious knockout. And I got to say, it is always great to catch up with him. And I told him after he got that knockout, I wanted to come see him in person. So we arranged that. We are here at beautiful Black House, Oof. which is beautiful to come back and, and see this establishment. And I have to say to our good friend, Albert Morales, beautiful to see you, sir. How have you been, brother? Amazing, man. Hey, thank you for that. Um, yeah, things are good right now. Well, they should be, man. You got a really nice, sick knockout. And what's great about you is sometimes you preview things. Sometimes you say, oh, look out for Aaron Morales. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And you go, you will. I go, okay. On this one, you said there were definitely going to be lights out. And that happened. So how often are you cooking up these ideas? Because you know where you're going to head. Sometimes when you say it to me, I'm like, I won't know until I know. So how, how far out are you visualizing some of these, these wins and these knockouts or these moments that you've created in your career? Um, that, that, that's a, that's a crazy question, but yeah, I, I like to, I like to call these things. I predict these things, but that's just all through hard work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That just goes through what we're doing in training camp. Um, I start to feel like I start to see moves or like, like, for example, like for this camp, my coach, uh, or one of our coaches will, whenever he comes down, he's our coach, Rafael Fajal. He pulled up and he uh, taught us a couple of classes, right? And he showed me a technique and I was like, oh, I want to use this. Like, and, and especially because um, when I tried it, it felt so like, okay, I've been here before. I've been mm -hmm. in this, this spot before. I can go for it because I know that if I, let's say if I miss it, mm -hmm. I, I, I know where I'm at fundamentally. I can get back to where I need to be defend and then try it again later on or some shit like that. That's cool. That's good to be in a place because one of the things that I always like is I see you for a bit. You go do your thing. I see you again. We run into each other at fights all the times. I see you um, bringing footage to friends sometimes. And uh, I definitely see you making sure the homies know how the fights are going. So whenever that's happening, I look at you and I'm always like, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm hoping things are well. But there's always a fight. There's always something coming up. And when I saw that, and I saw that you had this fight over in Long Beach, right? 
And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, damn, dude, um, I think that day I had a wedding, so I couldn't watch it live. Oh, shoot. But I was watching it on my phone from the highlight a little bit later, and my wife's like, what happened? I was like, um, business was good tonight for friends. And then she's yeah. just like, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's go back to the dance floor. But I liked like for a split second, she was just like, well, what happened? And I go, you're always on edge whenever you're at a party where you're like, ah, I got friends who are fighting. I hope things go well. So I was so stoked to see that happened. When did you get that fight? And when did this all come together for this most recent fight? Um, when did I, it, it was originally I was supposed to fight in Israel. Mm. Um, September 21st. That's right. Okay. So I felt like that was a fucking fever dream because it was you supposed to fight in Israel. And then Craig Jones was supposed to have a grappling match on yeah, that against, too. Against Luke Rockhold. Right. So not just any random thing. It yeah. was just like, they got these big things. What happened there? Um, well, I don't know what happened with the card. Sure. Well, I mean, all this stuff that's happening right now. But um, originally, my, my opponent actually contacted me. He's, at, he's actually going through surgery right now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he actually hit me up, let me know that he wasn't going to be able to do that. And I was like, okay, cool. So then immediately, as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, well, let me find a fight. Luckily, uh, Lights Out had a card coming up. Um, I, I hit them up, and we figured something out. So it was, it was cool. That, dude, that's so awesome. And, and what was the turnaround time from that? Because I don't even remember when that card with you and and your opponent and, and Luke and Craig was supposed to be. Was it in September that it was supposed to go down? Yeah, it, it was supposed to be September 21st. Uh, which is cool because that's Belizean Independence Day, mm -hmm. and right. And so, like uh, last time I fought on Belizean Independence Day, um, I got a knockout mm -hmm. on Lights Out. So it was cool, right? So it, was, right. it, it, it would it would have worked out. Uh, oh no, no, no! At the time, I wasn't fighting on Lights Out. At the time, I was trying that the Israel card was in was got in it. September twenty first. Right, right, right. But then that fell through, um, and so I, I had no fight. So I was contacting Lights Out. We had a fight. The guy pulled out. We had another fight. The guy pulled out. And then, like, about the third one, if I, we finally locked it in. But but uh, it's crazy because in the midst of that, uh, Alexa, the Belizean Lioness, my, my, my little sister, she mm -hmm. was having a, a seminar in Belize. Yeah. So, so um, and she asked me, like, she wanted me to be there because, I mean, she was going to be on Channel 5 News, which is, like, the big news station in Belize. Um, she was teaching her first seminar, you know, with a bunch of people that she didn't know. So she, she asked if I could help her out and come out there and help her out. So, um, I didn't have a fight like a hundred percent locked in. Mm. So I was like, you know what, let's do it. Right. So I got my ticket and what I did was I plant, like they stayed for two weeks, like one week was strictly business. And then the second week was kind of like the chill week. Right. And we, and we have a good time in Belize. Every time I'm in Belize, it's awesome, bro. But, um, we pulled up, uh, oh, but literally the day before we fly out, they tell me that I have an opponent and that we have a guy that's going to fight me, which was Musa Tolliver. And I was like, huh. well, I'm not, I mean, it looks like I'm not drinking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, we're going, we're going. Like, and the thing is, like, the cool thing is that Belize has a strong MMA. Like, I mean, they're learning. They're growing. They're not the, you know, they're learning on YouTube and they're learning from, like, sometimes they get seminars, guys that go down there, like, um, you know, there's a guy from 10th planet, Marvin, mm -hmm. uh, he, Castell. Yep, he yep. goes down there and shows them, uh, uh, um, he does teaches seminars and there's like a 10th planet affiliation out there. So I always go and train with those guys. So I, I was able to figure out where I was training. I was training three times a day though, two times a day, nice. uh, plus my own like cardio or running. Right. So, um, I was able to do that. And so I, I stayed in shape and plus training out there is really hard, dude. It's hot, mm. right? It's really hot, really humid. You can really put, put some work in. And uh, and I had Alexa's dad there too, who's a brown belt in jiu. Oh, now black belt in jiu jitsu. Yeah. So Aaron, yeah, Aaron Smith. Nice. So I had everything there. Um, I came back and then went right back into practice, and and you know you saw the results. I mean, obviously the results speak for themselves. But when you say that you have a a Belizean sister. Like, what does that mean? Like, how is she somebody that you've kind of like adopted? Is it somebody like in terms of like a fight style you're mentoring or what does that mean particularly? Um, she, she, like, you know, she bestowed that upon me. Ah. Right? She's, she calls me her brother. Right. So like, I, you know, I'm going to back that too. Yeah. for, you know, the way I think about it is, um, I don't train with her mm -hmm. that much. Like, I, like occasionally we train with each other, but it's mainly her dad and she trains at AOJ. She's also on the wrestling team. She's a savage, dude. She knows so much and she picks up things so well. Um, but I would say, like, um, you know, I, I, uh, I guess 
I'm trying to pave the way. So you could sure. say maybe like I wouldn't say mentor, but right. But I'm trying to like pave the way for her to kind of have. Yeah, you're, you're trying to create a path that she can emulate, go past, do her own thing. Exactly. But uh, maybe you're not training with her every single day. But it is tight that she is the one that initiated that. Like, yo, we're connected by this. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm gonna look up to what you're doing, and I I think it's dope. So when we do see each other, we're family yeah. in those moments. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, we see each other. We, we you know hang out, eat all the time like like family like you know she's just like she's family yeah. you know her 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 whole family is family with my family you know what i mean with my two kids and you know um but uh yeah man i'm i'm, I'm just excited you know and you know it's crazy she puts pressure on me like mm. she doesn't know it you know what i mean but like the fact that she's i'm, I'm doing this to set an example for her makes me want to go even more sharper right because if like yeah. If, 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 if I'm telling her to do these things and I'm not doing them, then like, you know, it's like BS. Let me ask this. I, I want to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that you and your girls actually saw, was it that she fought or something? Or were, were you with your girls recently where you got to see somebody fight? Was it her or somebody else? But I was trying to put that together because I'm getting a smorgasbord of Instagram stories. And yeah. I thought there was something that your, your girl saw a fight with recently with you. Oh, no, no. My girls weren't able to go to my fights. I'm trying to think. We did. Or if it was like a boxing match. There was something that I felt like you guys went to recently. Oh, we just went to Universe. I mean, um, not Scary Farm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. It was was my daughter. We didn't take the baby. Mm, Sure. uh, But we took my 12-year-old Alessa. Well, she's 11, going to be 12. And then we took uh, Alexa. And then my friend Ryan, who's from Belize. And it was just us three going to to not Scary Farm. Oh, that's sick. It was cool. It was cool. It was was like, you know... uh, I got jump scared a couple of times. You know what I mean. <laughs> my homie, my homie works there too. You know, uh, Chris Anxiety is one of the fighters here at Black or one of the amateur guys working his way on the fight team. Oh, nice. at Black House, and he works there too. I didn't get to catch him, but I was trying to. Do you feel like he would have been more apt to get a little bit closer to you because they're not supposed to really get on you or close to you? But if you know somebody like that, they almost have carte blanche to more like you know what I'm saying. Like if he had saw you, you would have allowed it. I would have probably smashed him, but like off instinct, right? Because I don't know who it's him, you know. But I would allow it. I would. I would definitely allow it. I just I always think to myself, uh, you know, there was one time my sister and I went to like a haunted house kind of a thing or some kind of like you know offshoot, not scary farm. She's out in Anaheim, and there was like this smaller person that was coming up and they had maracas they were shaking at me. And I have a laugh that I've been told can make people feel very self-conscious. And this poor, smaller person who was doing the maracas, I straight out laughed. And I think I saw this person's soul just leave their body. Uh, And I walked away and I was like, I feel so bad. Now I see they kidnap you at certain ones. They do crazy shit. And I saw somebody that said recently, they go, yo, if I'm paying $70 for one of these things, I need to get stabbed at least twice oh, when I go. Yeah. And I just thought, I was like, yeah, some of these people are really trying to have uh, an intense Halloween. I know you get all Halloween down as well. Yeah, I love Halloween. What is the best Halloween costume that you have ever had? Oh, best one I've had. That you've had or you've done in the past, whatever that may be. Well, I mean, if you want it, like in my, my fifth grade... Um, Halloween parade, I won scariest costume. Okay, but I gave no effort and I bought a freaking like a werewolf mask. But I guess it must have been a very good werewolf <laughs> mask. But I won. Me and my boy won. He got. I got. We bought him a gray one and I got. A, I got the brown one. So I guess if you want to talk about like that, I won. Okay. Right? But my favorite, um, actually, my mom. She made she because my mom actually makes my daughters and my sisters uh, oh, my cool. nephews costumes. Uh, she, I didn't like it. I didn't like it growing up. I wish I would have, right? But she actually made me Maximus from from Gladiator. Get out! Yeah, like yeah, with the blue and the armor. Yeah, that was straight, bro. It was sick. Yeah, I, w- I didn't appreciate it, you know. But yeah, I was I was I was Maximus once. Yeah, that was that probably sick. When I've been Leonardo as an adult. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was Freddy. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get another costume before Halloween. Okay. But um, yeah, I was Freddy this year. Uh, me and uh, me and Romero. Romero was uh, uh, the bully. He was he was Jason. I was Freddy. That's pretty dope. Originally, dude, he was gonna be uh, Chucky. I was gonna have him be. Chucky. Oh, <laughs> man. but you know, okay, but that's a lot more makeup and a lot more work, right? They had, well, no, no, they had they had oh, the, the pre made. Yeah, they had the pre made, ah. and they had a wig. 
Yeah, because my boy is shorter, you know, it would have been sick, but it didn't work out. Because I have to tell you, uh, I was cleaning up my place and, uh, you know, I was cleaning up my, my parents' place. And when I was going through stuff, I found that way back in the day, so I'm a little older than you, uh, my sister made some of my costumes. So, like, we had a next door neighbor who always got the B costume to my A costume. <laughs> And I feel like I might have given him some trauma for this, but I was always Batman. He's Robin. Oh, shit. If I'm Mario, he's Luigi. Oh, so this man. dude was always like second place for whatever it was. Sucks, and man. here's the sad part. I don't know if that made him do this more, but he was always in competition with me. And like, I cared zero about <laughs> it. So this dude would come up to me like, you know, I'm right behind you. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, dude. Hey, you want to like play some video games or something? Yeah. And he would just be like, yeah, and I think I can take you on this game. I was like, uh, it's all good, man. All right, my parents are home. I got to go, dude, bro. See you later. So this dude, it was always intense, all this. So finally, when I got away and I was doing my own costumes, my sister made me a Darkwing Duck costume. Sick. And I found it when we were cleaning and going through all of our stuff. And I was staring at it. And there was a high priority from the family. They were like, I don't care what you throw away. Throw away everything. I still want you to keep that. That's sick. And I got to show it to my wife, and I was like, you need to see this. And she stared at it for like a good minute, and she's like, you're throwing away everything, but you're keeping that. Oh, that's tight. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I want to see it. Oh, I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll find a photo. I have, you know what? I think there might be a photo of it on my Did phone. Did she make the lips? So she made the thing. And like, dude, we're talking like early 90s. Like she essentially almost made it like a double-breasted kind of like suit. So like, just imagine four-year-old Raph, giant head at all, just this this dumb hat, this build that like, it, I think it was like two, you know when you have those flip up kind of like hats? Yeah. I think she made one go like that and one go underneath. So creative. And it was so silly and so dumb, but I remembered looking at it and the fact that every one of my family members said, you can't throw that away. I totally get it. I totally understand when you're like, yeah, you don't, I mean, I felt like I appreciated it then. But then you look at her breath of work where I was like, dude, I was Batman, Luigi, or Mario, all these really great costumes all because of my sister. So, so cool. I just went up and I was like, you know how dope you are, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. So Sick. I think that's that's pretty cool. I want to go back to this Belize thing because every time you go there, I, I live vicariously through you in this journey. I always see how much you get recharged. And you mentioned that, yeah, maybe you're not partying out there, but it feels like it. It it's a good thing for you to get out there it feels like you become a, a different person when you go out that way what did it feel like this time to go because i always see you giving back whether it's seminars or working with the teams or or getting training in but it always looks so positive and so great yeah I, that's home i mean it's not really home right because like i mean i'm american Right, America. Yeah, you know <laughs> right, right, right. I mean? Like my mom's from Belize, and my actually, I'm not even full. Like my dad's from Bolivia, mm. right? So I have a whole another culture that I need to kind of understand over there. But I was raised by my mom. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't really hang out with my dad too much. You know, he wasn't there. You know, so I didn't meet him till really till I was an adult. So uh, all I know is like Belize culture. You know what I mean? My mom speaks to me in Creole. I can, I can, like these, like don't get me, don't get it twisted. Like once they speak fast, like super fast, like can't really catch it right but like you know if it's slow enough i can catch i can catch the creole lingo and eventually hopefully you know i learn a little bit mine and i know i will because I, I i travel there a lot now i go once pretty much once a year sometimes twice a year looking to go back again this year mm. um yeah we're like we're working with like building the sport of mma in belize i mean they're already building it themselves sure. right but we're trying to help them out as much as we can or at least i am right um and the team that i'm working with uh, right now it's uh right now right now we're helping out a couple fighters like like well we're, we help out students too like that, sure. that outside of fighting too we actually gave out a bunch of scholarships not about like two years ago hmm. to uh i think it, i forgot how what the total was but we gave out because uh, you have to pay for high school in belize mm -hmm. yeah you have to pay for school so we get we gave out a whole year of tuition plus books uh, backpack, all the supplies they need. And then we also got them hooked up with food. So like lunch for like, they were able to go to a certain restaurant, pick up the food. It was already paid for right nice. for the full year. And we did a couple college students too. Um, and it really wasn't that much. Yeah. 
you know, for us over here, I had just won my Bellator fight. So like I had some stuff to do. Right. And then it was cool because then we got to go over there, um, visit them, check them out. You know what I mean? Meet who they were, the kids that, cause like they had to submit essays, um, to say like, uh, you know, who they were, you know what I mean? And, and some of these kids are not, I mean, the, the way it's like with, for the fighters, like I tell them, these guys fight to live. You feel me? Like, like our Belize is $1 of ours is $2 of theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is not, I mean, Mexico is way worse. Right. But I mean the, the value, yeah. but they get paid their minimum wage. I think is like three bucks. You feel me? So like $3, you cut that in half. They're really making one fifty an hour. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Right. Yeah. But they, but they, but the thing is they figure it out and they work and, they, and there's no bitching. Like, and they turn up every weekend, every day. you like, <laughs> Like, and the food's amazing, right? Like, every, like everybody, like, I mean, everybody has struggle here or there. Yeah. But, like, it just doesn't feel like it's, I mean, I don't live there. Like, that's the thing. I can't speak about it too much because, like, I don't live there. I don't, sure. you know, but for me, like, they always seem like, you know, like, it's island life, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I love it. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, my goal, like, my overall goal, like, or my, I would say mid-long-term to me, it still feels short term. Is to get a UFC born fighter to the UFC, mm. right? Like my like my was the first Belizean to represent. Like in the UFC, like they had to hit up the um, the embassy to get like an actual crest made. So because that was when wow. the Reebok deal happened, right? Yeah, yeah. They would have all the different countries. So like Belize has a crest in the UFC. Yeah, because I because I chose to represent it, right? So I want the first Belizean born fighter right. to get to the UFC. And, and the thing is, like, the reason why I say short term is because, like, that's just one. Like, I know once yeah. we get one, then it's gonna be the floodgates, you know. So it's just like, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing in Belize, dude. That's so awesome, and you know, it's so weird because so many fighters have like these things that they do that you don't necessarily get to see or hear because the focus is always on the fight. So when you do get a moment to kind of like say like, oh, well, you won. We'll get to that in a second. But man, that's really cool. That other stuff that you're doing, because I feel like that's a recharge. I think it's good for you. It's good for them. And to be pushing them now to be like, hey, listen, I'm not born here, but I root for you guys so hard from afar. And when I come here, I'm going to try and make my time count. So that way we can be building to those next people. Because you see how it works when the UFC just this weekend is over in Saudi Arabia and you see those people going nuts. Yeah. You just see that international appeal of what it can do for those places that they go to visit or, or what the sport can do for different cultures and different people. So yeah, I definitely see uh, you putting them on the map and I think that's really, really dope, man. Sick. Appreciate it. So let's get into, you found out about it. You were coming back from Belize and then I'm imagining it's a short turnaround then because then it's like coming back from Belize to then kind of get your camp shored up and then just be ready to fight essentially, right? Yeah, that, that, that was like the, 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 the kind of tricky part, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, the challenge for myself. I mean, I don't know what my coaches were thinking. They're probably thinking, this fucking guy, he's crazy, dude. Because like, I mean, the, the thing is, I was already in camp. Right. And, the, and, and on top of that, dude, I like, like I haven't stopped training since my last loss. Yep. You know what I mean? My, I mean, I've never stopped training, right? Like sometimes I'll take that week off right, after the fight week or two off. Maybe I'll like, I won't eat. I'll eat like shit a little bit longer. Like, you know, but like I, I try to train. Every, I mean, I don't try. I train every freaking day, yeah. you know, like I have to be here. If not, my coaches are going to get on me, yeah. you know? Um, but, um, I was already in camp, so it wasn't like you know, the, and how you I like how you say recharge because that's something that I tell like the people that I'm with like I do get recharged when I go down there every time or not every time but I like to visit the Mayan ruins mm. every time I go down there and so far every trip I've hit the Mayan ruins whether it's the Sanatnich or we've been to Korokal but there's there's we have a lot of ruins out there um, and and I make sure when I get out there I throw off my shoes and I just walk barefoot do the whole thing. And I walk all the way up to the freaking top of the Mayan ruins and I chill there, just breathe it in. You know what I mean? You can see Guatemala, you can see everything, bro. It's sick. And then, um, then I walk down and that's it. And I, and I really feel like it recharges me, dude, hmm. you know? Um, cause the, after my last fight, I mean, after the last time I visited Belize and went to the Mayan ruins, I came back and just killed it, you know? Um, 
I don't know, man. The food's better there too. So, hey, so, so, like, it's cleaner, dude. There's no, pro there's no like preservatives and stuff. So stuff just gets in and out of you, man. Like I was eating rice and beans, like that stuff that over here, like you'd blow up. I came back the same weight, mm. right? And like I said, I took, I trained. I did. I didn't take any. Like I did. I did. I drank the first day I got there and the last day I got there. And the reason why was because the first day was with family, right? And everybody was just there, and I was just like, all right. I'm not like you know, yeah. Like I'm not gonna be the, the the party pooper, even though they all were cool with it. Like me not drinking after that, sure, right. But that day we drank, and then the last day was my um, at, when I'm there. Um, there's a family that takes care of me, uh, and she's like, I guess well, she's like, you know, my I call it like she's like a cousin yeah. at this point now, right? And it was her birthday. It was her 21st birthday, so we went. I mean, that's not that's not like ooh big celebration because in Belize you can drink at like 18, right? So it's not like a sure. huge, yeah. But it's still we 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 went out there and I just drank a little bit, nothing too crazy. Um, and then I came home and I went right back to work on Monday, which was resting practice, and I I took that shit head on and that's it. It just went right back to normal. There was no there was no separation. I mean, what's great about that is, and especially knowing you and your training camp here. There's nothing like getting back to business, like going to a Kenny Bolt wrestling class. Like that will get you right back onto your your focus. Yeah, hundred percent. Like there was no like because Kenny's not going to take it easy on me. If anything, he's going to make it harder. He's like, all right, let's see if you were if you really didn't drink that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I came ready, knowing like that could happen. You know what I mean. And I don't care if it happens because it's just I'm here to train. I'm here to work. You know, I got to be ready to fight anybody. I like like yeah. to be honest with you. It's like these fights are like. They're big. Every fight is big because every fight gets me closer to the UFC. Every loss takes me fucking so much further from the UFC. So everything is super important. But none of these fights, I really like, like with with all due respect, during the fight camp, like you're 100% my focus. But the real focus is the guys up there. So I need to smash everybody out here. Yeah. Everybody out here doesn't mean any, like, I mean, that's, I don't want to down, downsize anybody, but I need to be fighting the champ. You know, I want to fight for the, that, that's who I need to fight. I think what you are essentially saying here is like, yeah, you're not overlooking your opponents, but you know the caliber of fighter that you have for your longest term goal. And so as a result of that, you don't start prepping for that UFC fight that week. Yeah. You start prepping yesterday. You yeah. start prepping two years ago. Exactly. Like it's always acclimating those skills to get back to the big dance. So I get it. And I think it's, um, I think it was, it, it's difficult if anybody takes that ever personally because they're doing the same thing too. I would hope whether so. they want to admit it or not. So I, I think it's uh, if anybody hears this and has an issue with it, probably they don't have that as a goal and uh, all power to them, but that shouldn't mean that it's bad for you. What I would say though is week of things look good. You're definitely, you had a lot of interest in this fight from a lot of our friends and a lot of our fans because it was a return to form. So it was us saying like, how are you going to come back after a loss? Because whenever we see that for you, it's always like, Hey man, I'm rooting good things. I want good things from you. But in your brain, what did that mean for you coming back to having this fight? Uh, it was huge, dude. Um, like, like, like I said, Right before, like you know, a win is is a step in the right direction. A loss is like, it's like you fall back. You know what I mean? Like it's a fallback, and it's and that's just record. I mean, that's just like in the eyes of the UFC, right? <laughs> but like, I mean, for some people, even for me, like I hate losing. I've never been in a fight that I thought I was going to lose ever, ever, ever. Whether I was in shape, whether I was training, I never ever thought I was going to lose a fight. Like even when I'm losing, I remember one time I was fighting. Um, uh, I was fighting at the at the forum. I was fighting James, Matt Barnes, James Barnes, or yeah, James Barnes, and and he was he he kept getting me in this Dagestani handcuff. Mm. And I remember like it was my first fight out the UFC, and I was so cocky. I was like, man, I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna smoke all these guys. I'm gonna come right back to the UFC. So I didn't take him seriously. I wasn't. Anyways, but this guy, like, he had me in this daggy standing handcuff for three rounds. And, like, I just remember, like, avoiding his punches the whole time the referee isn't stopping. And I'm working. I'm, I'm working. But I'm, like, thinking in my head, I'm, like, I'm going to fucking escape. And I'm going to triangle this fool. Like, I'm going to armbar this fool. I'm going to figure this out. And I never figured it out. I was just, like, I'm, like, thinking, like. But anyways, um, I didn't want to lose that fight, like, my next fight, right? So, like, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't um, nervous 
um, I was nervous, right? Because I like my main thing was I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. But I was confident in the preparation that I did for it. You know, I I, I know I didn't take shortcuts, but I know honestly, like it's funny because like I, I like that's the crazy thing about this is that you can always do more. You can always do more. You can do more cardio. You can do more shadow boxing. You can go do more drilling. You can always do more. Like that's the secret, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but the like, I don't know. I don't know. You can even do more rest too. You know what I mean? Or yeah. the type of rest, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, but like I, I, I start thinking like, man, I could have did more. Like I could, but I like, but I didn't. I, I did all my workouts. I hit every class. I did I, every class at Black House. You know, I felt like I could have did more jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like, there's like so many things I know I could do more. And uh, guess what? The beautiful thing is, like, after the fight, I can do more. Yeah. You know, everything that I was thinking about. Guess what? You know, if you you're not gonna think about it next fight if you do it now. You know, so it's just like that's what that's what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, and I mean, I want to point this out because let's go through a little bit of trajectory. I guess maybe even since the last time I've seen you, you know, you've had a series of fights that were interesting. They were all over the place. And here's why. Uh, so the last one, it was a loss, but the one prior to that, or, or I don't know the exact trajectory, I remembered photographing you and Terry on fighting. And there was a lot of history behind that one. And I noticed, to me, it's kind of like, I have a little bit of understanding of that history. But what did that fight mean? Was it a closure for the two of you guys? Because I saw you after you got the finish, you went over him and you were talking to him and you guys kind of had a moment. And was that cathartic just given your guys' past of what you've been through together? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That that was a that was a it was a pretty big fight, you know, like yep. um especially for like local MMA. Yep. You know, lo- like that's like uh it was like a, a like a meeting because Terion's from like I would say the generation above me or like he or maybe I'm in his like generation class, right? But like I was like at the bottom of the class. Maybe he's like a senior and I'm like a freshman mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um yeah, and then we had that little like little kind of and it really wasn't anything, man. It was just me like being young, wanting to get to the UFC in a hurry, you know, and I was like anybody and it's still like that. Yeah. It's still like that. Like anybody that like if you're in the fight game you have to be prepared to fight anybody. Unfortunately, like, you know, like you develop friendships or like, you know, you're cool with people because you need training partners. Like, it's so, like, you don't have to have, be- I mean, but we don't have to have beef to fight either. You yeah. know what I mean? Like me and Ryan, uh, Ryan Lilly and I have fought twice already. You know what I mean? Like, and who knows we might fight again. Like, you know, like that, that like, but it's, it's, and we're still cool. You know, we're, you know, very cordial. Like we're like, we have beers with each other, you know, cool guy. Um, but with Terion, was a little bit different because Terion was like my teammate. Terion was like the older guy. Like I looked up to Terion. Terion cornered me in a fight before. You know what I mean? So it was like it was a big deal. Um, but also like we were, we were just on like it's just I don't know. Every fight's a big deal. Every yeah. fight's a big deal. But yeah, afterwards I definitely felt um, because Terion's like I know Terion. You know he's a, he's a family guy. He works hard just like I do. He's been in the game just like I have been in the game. I mean, that guy's really been in the game. That guy was at the start of camo, you know, like, and there's guys that are fucking that have been in the game longer than him, but like he's been around for a minute. So, um, you know, I felt, I felt, cause I know what it feels like to lose too. Like losing sucks, man. Especially when you really try and you're really like working hard for something, like, especially like your family, you know what I mean? Like that shit sucks. So I felt that. I just know that I think I was shooting that one and I think I just caught a moment with the two of you. And I just said, I'm glad that you're having this fight where you both are now, because I think you both have the ability to understand what the other is now a little bit more. You have more perspective to say like, Hey, we're not kids anymore. I wish, okay, thanks for you. I wish you're good. I wish that your family's good. And it just, it made me have a moment where I was seeing the two of you and I just thought, I'm happy you both get that closure. And it's hard because when you're looking at it from the outside perspective, there's so much you don't know. You hear stories, you hear things, but you know that things weren't the best. And so when that happens, and I've known him and he was very kind to us at the very beginning of when we were doing interviews as well. So those are one of those fights that you just kind of look at and you go, all right, boys, Good luck, both of you. I'm just going to be over here photographing it. 
And then after to see you kind of have a moment talking to each other, I just thought whatever they're saying to each other, it's probably more important than the fight to me. Because I was like, I'm just glad that they're able to move on and they're at a better place. So I was incredibly happy to see that. And of course, the next fight again, you know, it's rough. You have to come back from that. You're not just going to accept what that is. But it was still a good fight. It was just, it was everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, good fight for him. Yeah. You know, uh, shout out to that guy. Like, whatever. Like, he, he he's the champ. You yeah. feel me? He's the, he, he can't, you can't take away what is like, what's there. You feel me? Um, and, and he won another belt too. So it's like, you know, I, I give the guy credit. The guy is the champ. You know, yeah. he, he put, he's working hard. He beat me. I and not only did he beat me, he beat the uh, beat the LFA champ. So he's the he's the champ. You know what I mean? Um, but I know I could beat him. I know I could knock him out. I could submit him. I could do whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not. I want that fight back, bad. Like, but it's not. It's not like I think about it, dream about it. Because, like I said, I'm on some bigger, better things. I've already I've already walked past that. But if like up next wanted to present that to me, I'm down to fight that guy. Um, <laughs> You know, or I fight him at lights out. I don't care. Like I'll fight, I'll fight him anywhere. But um, I want, I definitely want my up next belt back. So yeah, sure. I, I feel that. I've been seeing you post that a little bit. Like uh, you were seeing that belt travel a little bit, and you're like, "Yo, I want that back." Yeah. And I just go, "All right, all right." And I think what you're saying is, you're open to both of you knowing, knowing what he's doing, what you're doing is like, yeah, down the line, it, it very well could happen again. Yeah, and even, you're you're open and receptive for that. Man, even if it's in the UFC, that's kind of yeah. where that's kind of where I put it. Like, because, dude, to be honest with you, I got no beef with Javier Garcia. Like, yeah. I like, uh, you know, he represents SoCal MMA. He represents his area. You know, there's people that, that follow him, that love him. There's kids that probably follow him, that love him. Like, so it's like, he's doing positive. So it's like, I don't hate the guy. Yeah. I just want to punch him in his face a little bit more, you know? <laughs> I just know I can win yeah. that fight. That's all it is. Just competitively. Not even want to, I want to punch him in his face. I just want to I just want to beat him. You know, I just don't want to I don't I want to I want to win all my fights that I've lost, you know, but yep. that's definitely one that I would like I would I wouldn't mind having. Well, sure. he's also somebody who I've seen um he's obviously a good fighter and he seems very like business about what he does. So I've never really seen him talk all that out of turn or anything other than like, I can beat this guy sort yeah. of talk, nah, which is exactly what I would expect from a fighter. And he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows that I'm down to fight. I see him all the time. I mean, I've had so many interviews where they're asking me, like everybody wants to see that fight too. You know what I mean? Like, cause anyway, like it, 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 it would be a sick fight and I would come mm. at it a lot different. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, there's no, there's no, like, it would be a sick fight. I'm agreeing with that. I would say this, though. So that sets the tone for the importance of this comeback, of this nice fight. You get it. And it's done so quickly. So do you mind walking me through your recollection of the fight? Because it was only three and a half minutes, if my memory is correct on that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah um, it was good, man. It was good. Like I said, the main focus was not to fuck it up. I knew Musa was a good grappler. Uh, he had fought my friend Brady. Shout out to Brady where... Mm. Yeah, so uh, he fought my friend Brady. My friend Brady ended up catching him in a heel hook, but that guy was able to take Brady down, and I wrestled with Brady, and I know how good of a grappler Brady is, so I knew this guy was going to be a good grappler. So, I mean, my whole team did. Uh, so we so they, we designed a game plan, which was to, you know, neutralize the takedown. You know, watch the film if you guys want to know how that happened. But, <laughs> but um, you know, we figured out the game plan. Um, like I was talking about, Rafael Fajal came down and kind of freaking – just blew my mind or like uh what's that word like i don't know I, uh, like i had epiphany right okay. because it's like because it's like it's like stuff i know yeah right stuff you know but then sometimes when another coach i mean your coach has been telling you but yeah. sometimes when another coach tells you from the outside it's like oh yeah right it's just the way he says it but i mean it was just pretty much like in mma right you have Grappling, striking, jujitsu, like the four or whatever, right? and then there's different styles of grappling, whatever, right? But in between those, there's like the like for, like, um, and then you have the cage, right? Like let's say like, uh, in between the takedown and him defending, there's like space and time, right? So like you hit your shot, he defends it, 
I can let go of the shot or I can like hold on and he sprawls, right? If I let go of the shot, I can strike, strike, strike. Then I get back to my takedown. Then uh, like he's not letting me take him down. I hit him, hit him, hit him. Then I go back to the takedown. You know what I mean? Like there's like, like we're talking about pressing on the cage. Like there is no break. Like this is a fight. You know, like he, he showed me this one jumping knee. He was like, all right, you're on the cage on the single leg, right? You got your defending it. He's like, look, I'm going to put my hand right here, create some space. And I'm going to jump this knee. Bam. There's no time for break. Like he's comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Boom. And I hit it in the fight. I was able to hit it in the fight. And I remember, I remember hitting because Coach Kenny's always going to keep me fundamentals, right? Wizard, Elvis, break it, circle off the cage, right? Fundamentals. I get to my position and, I, and I'm balancing and I'm like, oh, the move. Right. So then I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm like, all right, boom. Cause he was, he kind of settled for a second. Right. So I'm like, all right, the move. Right. So I went there and I could hear Coach Kenny, no, cause I give up the wizard. Cause if you give up the wizard, the guy can easily take my back. Right. But he was settled. He was just focused on like, okay, I got him here or whatever. Right. So then I'm like, boom, I created, I hear Kenny, no, no. And I jumped and he, bam. And he holds on for a second and he was like, oh no. And he let go. And that's when he separated. And that's when I was like, okay. Okay, and then I, I ended up throwing a... Because I kept seeing him leaning his head to this way. He kept slipping my jab. So then I threw a head kick to keep his head here, right? Because so now, now he's not scared to go here because that head kick is going there. I hit him one time to the body to get him distracted. And then there it was, my right hand. Bam! Double jab right hand. It was cool. And it lined it up. And it was because of like that one, that one little... Hey, man, like, this is a fight. There's no break, you know? And I'm like, that's right, dude. This is a fight. There's no break. That's why, like, the clinch is, like, I'm like, I'm getting, like, obsessed with the clinch mm -hmm. right now because that can be that little glue in between wrestling or striking, you know what I mean? So, I, And then, come on, Anderson Silva, dog, I'm at Black House. How sick would it be to get, like, a, like a tie plum, like, <laughs> knockout? So we'll see, man. I'm working, dude. I'm getting better, you know? That's the thing. That sounds so cool. And, and the way that you describe it, it does fill in so many holes because most people might just see the end result and be like, oh, that's sick. You know, you, you hit him and, and you connected on this jab that just looked beautiful. Like, but if you didn't see all that other part or you didn't see the, the lead up to it or don't have the context for it, you may be understanding like, oh, that just looked too easy. It was like, well, no, you, you finessed it you made it exist and you opened up the right opportunity and angles off of that chain. Yeah. It was, it's pretty sick, man. And just, just shout out to the coaches at black house because you know, if it wasn't for them just drilling us the same stuff over and over again, like, uh, you know, like that, like we drill it. So then it becomes like, I don't have, like it's just there. Shoot. Yeah. And, and that's what you hope for. I think as a coach so much, which is, that ability to turn what we're doing in the gym and make it actualization or actualized because some people freeze up. Some people can't make it work for whatever reason. But if you're able to kind of follow those fundamentals, that's why they're so effective. That's why we teach them so effectively. And that, that felt pretty good. What I would ask though, is after that fight happens, what does that mean to you? Like, you know, we talked a little bit about what it meant to be back in form given the context of everything else, but just isolated. What did that win mean just that day? Like when they announced, they raised that hand and they announced you as a winner because I'm pretty sure that had to feel a certain way for you. It's huge, man. It was like a big relief, big relief. Like, um, honestly, like, uh, I told myself, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm, this is like, uh, this is my, you know, uh, how we were talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to fight the best fighters in the world. Yeah. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Beat these guys out here. So it's not a big deal. Act like you've been here before. So that that's what was in my mind, you know, in the whole camp. You know, do what you're supposed to fucking do. And the reason why it was such a relief was because... I talk about like Alexa, um, Eli, Belize, my teammates here at Black House. Um, I don't, I don't like um, think about it on a daily that they're that they're that they're looking at me or that they're looking up to me. But I had a realization not too long ago, like within like a couple years, that like people do look up to me, and I am setting an example and I am paving like a way. So it's a big relief because I'm like, okay, cool. We're back on track. 
But then it's just like, all right, back to work because yeah. there's so much more to do. <laughs> so it's like, it was a relief, man, because now I'm back on track and I'm back on the winning, but I'm ready to just keep the ball rolling. That's awesome, man. And I wish those things for my friends, but I think what you had is um, an understanding of purpose. And a lot of people, if they're lucky, they get that kind of moment where life and working hard kind of like they meet for a split second and then you kind of get that clarity of, oh, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do because so many people are doing things they don't want to do or going out and trying to make it work and maybe they don't get that that little good feeling that gives them that encouragement to keep going. So the fact that you get that is a good reminder of like, no, I'm on the right path. I just have to keep on the course and I'm sure this is all internally going on as they're like raising this and like you're, you're almost out of body experience. I'm pretty sure. But when your brain's just kind of like, yep, yep, this is good. This is a good feeling. And we have so much more to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and the thing is all people are seeing is they're just clapping for you. They're happy for your result. They're very pleased with this thing you just gave them. And yet, that's all what's going on in your brain as that mass chaos of celebration and yelling is happening. And then I'm pretty sure they stick a microphone in front of you and they're like, explain what's happening. And you go, it's great, man. Yep. Super happy. <laughs> so it, it's hard to put that into to perspective because you don't get that much time to explain what's going on in your head when they go, yo, how you feel? Good. Yeah. That was good, man. Yeah. I felt like I did something good. Like it's hard to put those words there. So I, I think you'd do a better job of, of explaining it. Um, now with that context so sure. work's not done though job's not done so what's next sir what is coming up in um, the near future for you i just booked well near near future i'm heading down to arizona i'm gonna go train with davison figueroa help him out for his fight his upcoming fight he's moving up to bantamweight so he needs some bantamweight weight over there even though I'm a featherweight coming back down to bad weight, I am working my way back down. Um, but I also booked my fight. Uh, I booked a fight November 18th for Lights Out. So I'll be making a quick turnaround for Lights Out, and I'm going to put someone else's Lights Out. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm excited about it. This kid's, this kid's uh, I looked him up a little bit. Um, I don't know his name. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're, we're giving you time if you wanted to look it up, but you don't have to. Okay. I'm You're not, just saying yeah. your opponent. Yeah, my opponent. On November 18th. 18th. In? Long Beach. Long Beach, Long Beach, California um, for Lights Out. Um, hey, it's going to be a good scrap. The kid's from Nick Diaz's army, so uh, he's going to come forward, which is going to be cool because then I'm just going to play target practice. Um or if I have to take him down and smash his face, I'll do that too. You know, uh, we'll see. We'll see how he gets, man. We'll see how he acts. This is, that's going to be the way I'm going to kind of dictate it. But I'm ready for anybody. That's why I just tell him I'm going to be like Sean Merriman. Sign him up, you know. Just line him up and sign him up. I'm ready to fight anybody. But I'll fight. I'm a free agent, man. So I'll fight anybody anywhere. Um, but, yeah, the, up, the next I'm fighting for is uh, Lights Out, November 18th. In Long Beach, California, and I'm going to finish somebody else. That's what's up, man. That's so cool. I, I'm stoked hearing it. And again, unfortunately, I'm, I'm doing something that day, but I will be on my phone. And I will be keeping up with it because it is one of those things where when the homies are fighting, I always try to be aware of it. I always try to keep an eye on things. And I know when you get into a cage, it's always going to be a memorable and a great moment. So I will, I will definitely be keeping an eye out for you. Um, as we start to wrap things up, though, I did want to get just a couple quick things from your perspective, which is that, you know, you're never stopping. Like, one of my favorite things about you is sometimes between a fight, you're, I see you at a jiu-jitsu competition, and then I see you back in a fight, and then I see you going everywhere, and then I see you in Belize. So it's like you never stop ever, but on the grappling side, because grappling show, what are you looking to do next? Because... I just, I love the fact when I see you out there competing just at a, like a random tournament and then I just see you doing it and you'll see me sometimes be like, yo, how'd it go? And you're like, we, we did good. We got to go eat nogi now. And I'm like, oh, sick. <laughs> so what are you looking to do in, in grappling in the near future, sir? Um, I'm hearing a lot of talk about ADCC. So I really want, I'm, I'm interested. I really want to do it. I want to represent my coach because, you know, there's a wrestling, a lot of wrestling in ADCC. So I definitely want to represent my coach. 
both of them, Coach Kenny and my professor, Andre Vasconcelos, Carlson Gracie. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I want to go out there and represent them. And, and, and I feel like it'll turn my, uh, the, like, my mindset um, into like an aggressive. Like, I, I want to submit people. You know, I like submitting. Right, but I'm okay with like staying on top and ground and pound. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I always want to be on top. That's like my main thing. I don't like to play on bottom, so that that works out for me too. But um, I want, I want to start attacking some more submissions. Like I want to like start forcing some submissions. You know what I mean? Because there's so many like so many new stuff that I have. Like I've just kind of like said no to mm-hmm. just because it's like oh i don't know it's not high percentage but there's so many different angles like there's so many variations of coat chokes and just there's like i need to just start exploring with that and and, and training with some like all grapplers like they're just submission hungry people i need to start attacking the legs a little bit more but i know how to defend the legs you know what i mean and i have a lot of submissions that I'm, that, that i like going to right now from the top but i know i can like i think like training for adcc will kind of like you know, and then you know what, dude? Hmm. The Rotolo brother pulled up at Black House not too long. I ago. saw that, and yeah. I was my eyes perked up so much because yeah. I have to say this is that I don't think there's a fighter alive who, when they see the Rotolo brothers, doesn't think like, "Oh, they're striking." Okay. Because now you feel like they're coming more to your turf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I think you know, like, yo, I'll give you your props. You're great grapplers. But I feel like every one of these cats who sizes them up, they're like, oh, they're coming to train. No, 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 dude, it's all family. It's all friendly. However, I do want to strike with you if we get the opportunity. Is that okay? And, uh, you know, I love those kids. So uh, I can only imagine what that day of training must have been like. It was good. The kid, like, they're, they're, I mean, they're not, I mean, well, it was only one. I think uh, it was Kate, I think, that day, right? Yeah. Right. And super humble. I mean, he's always been home, but I've seen him. I mean, I've known of that guy since he was a little kid. I yeah. remember competing at a five grappling tournament and they were both competing in it too. And it was when it was invitation only. Yeah. So that's when I first heard of them. Um, but no, dude, he, he came to strike. Yeah. Like, and like the kid is fearless. The dude went at, went at it with like everybody. Like mm-hmm. I even got around with him and the kid, he threw a body kick that caught me. I don't know if he noticed it. I don't think oh, I he didn't. didn't notice it, but um, it hit me. It hit me. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. It's funny. You're you, it's, you're saying like you know I want to strike with him. No, I was thinking the opposite. I was like I want to grapple with him. <laughs> so we're striking, right? And and the thing is like I mean he's new to the sport. He's sure. new to the MMA, right? And so I'm trying to give him a good look. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking too. I'm trying to like like I'm not gonna. We're not. We're not. He's not here to freak. You're not here to knock him out. Yeah, you're not here to do. Are. You're here to give good training exactly. to him, and you probably figure. A good training from you, somebody who can put other parts of their game together, is maybe I need to give them more of a mixed martial arts round. Exactly. Right. So, I, I, I mean, we struck because I know that's what they came for. Yeah. They came for striking, but we're Black House and made. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I tell them. So, we're striking, striking, and randomly, I just went in for a shot, right? Like, boom. He defended it. He can grapple, you know, but we, we got into a couple of scrambles, but um, within one round, you know, but yeah. he, he, we ended up standing up again. And like I said, he ended up hitting me with a body kick one time. Like I said, he didn't notice, but he—he's not. A, he's not. He's—he's. Yeah. He's, I'm excited. I've been—I've—I've I've always like I, I saw him and his brother fighting like online, and I was like, oh man, these guys maybe they're gonna fight, right? So I've always had this feeling, but I think he's really gonna fight. I think he is too. And you know, we we take so much uh, shit as grapplers sometimes because you know you get the people who are like yeah you guys don't throw strikes or whatever blah blah and i remember mentioning it to one of my friends and i was like yo those kids and they're like "Mm." and i was like i wouldn't say it with them i was like i I believe in them i go i think they have the right work ethic and if shit gets hectic they can definitely depend on their grappling but i go what you mentioned is the same thing I mentioned, which is they're fearless, dude. They don't give a fuck. They're totally down for whatever it is. And like they fight each other. Like they're, you know how people go, don't call uh, grappling matches fights. No, call whatever they're doing as a fight because those guys, no matter what, are, are putting in the time and, and the time and the place. So every time I see the two of them going at it, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, those kids are fucking monsters. But um, 
Well, I would say this. I'm glad that you got some training time in with them. Uh, I'm glad that you are you are continuing to build what you are doing next. So what I want to do is uh, I'm going to point over to this camera right here. That one's you, sir. So what I want you to do is go ahead and shout out any sponsors, anybody who helped you get ready for this last uh, competition, this last fight, and uh, who is going to be helping you get ready for this next one coming up. So that's all you right there, sir. Bam. Carlson Gracie. Black House MMA, you guys already know my team and my teammates. I'm not going to call out all you guys because there's too many to mention. Um, I am going to call out my coaches, Kenny Johnson, uh, Jason Park, Andre Vasconcelos, um, Coach Lucas, my strength and conditioning, in-depth training, um, Coach Shamu. Um, uh, I'm thinking of all my dope Amazing coaches. Coach Leo, he's one of our new coaches here at Black House, right? So we have a sick system over here at Black House. So you want to get some good training, you know where to go. Um, it's your coach's favorite MMA gym. Think about that. Um, uh, shout out to my sponsors, Athletic CBD, Seha Law Firm. Um, who helped me out? Iconic Meals. They helped me out my last fight. They helped me with my meal preps, made my weight cut real easy. Uh, shout out to Miss Ketchy. She's in Belize. Um, shout out to Belize. Just shout out to everybody, man. You guys, everybody deserves a shout out. Shout out to you. <laughs> That's what's up, sir. And I have to say, uh, much congratulations to you. Nothing makes me happier than seeing uh, friends of the show get some great moments uh, out there when they're competing and when, you know, I know it's always funny to see this because... I don't see you every day, but we have so many friends in the same circle that I'm always like, what's he up to? Is he good? How's he doing? All right, good. I'll see him when I see him. And then when I see you, I'm always like, it's literally no more than maybe two minutes sometimes. And I'm like, you good? You everything good? Okay, I got to go take photos. Yeah. You go do your thing. And then next thing you know, I'm like, now he's in a cage and you're taking photos. So uh, continued success, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on November 18th, we will definitely uh, chart back and uh, we'll do this again. You know, we'll obviously always be here, but we'll definitely be watching and we'll be ready to do the next one, man. Sounds good. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and close up. And you know what? We're we're going to get some... Oh, wait, wait, wait. You were... What were you doing? I what forgot, is this? Forgot. Which, this one right here? Yeah, that's you right oh, there. I forgot. Shout to Super Rare. Oh, dude. How come are on, you not... Man. That was... Come th on, bro. Man. If, you, if they were Super giving me these shirts, they'd be the first people that I'd mention, which, by the way... Swaggy. Shout out, uh, super rare. <laughs> My size is large. I'm just going to say, you know who I am. <laughs> don't act like you don't. I love you guys. I support your shit. I, listen, what kind of gloves do I have? Super rare gloves. There we go. I'm just saying. Cool. And we all know and love the same people. Gabe Green, come on. Come on. You love me too. <laughs> am I not brown enough for you guys? You supporting all these other brown folks? Got love for this guy too. I'm brown. I just talk white. It's very different. Anyway, oh, I guess what I'm saying is this. Uh, we're definitely going to take care of our friends over at Superware, but uh, we're getting in some training in right now, right? Oh, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and close this out, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys right now, hey, listen, friends of the show, thank you so much for watching. It has been so happy, so great to have you guys joining us. A couple quick reminders. If you want to support us, go over to hi.page backslash grappling hour. Become a member, five bucks a month. See these interviews 30 days before anybody else. And if you want to pay for that extra premium to see those clips, like me going through a table, it happened. It did. That Jiu-Jitsu World League. Not by choice. And by a guy who thought that he got the takedown. He did not. Let's remember that. Okay? <laughs> Just want to point that out. That dude tried to cut a part of that video to make it seem like he got a takedown. Did not. Did not. Still won. Anyway. All right. I don't care. Listen, that dude... I just love the fact that when he cut that, I was like, dude, I was really hoping you had the other angle for that. Like, the, all I wanted to get is me going through the table and the, the carnage that happened with the scoreboard and all that sort of shit. And I was like, instead, I just see me on the ground being like, how my hip? Like, it's the worst old person injury that you could get on any of these things. You're going to run it back with him? Oh, I'll run it back with any of these guys. <laughs> I have no issue with that. The problem is, and you're not here yet, but when you get this old and you have a master's division, it's not the same as like, I got to fight with this guy. Oh, we're going out. Like, yeah, we're competitive, but we're also like so glad the other person showed up because it's just like, bro, if you didn't show up, I'm too old. There's nobody else here. Oh, so so we're all very social with each other. And the guy who's probably been the hardest person I've competed against thus far is the nicest human being to me. 
and it drives me nuts because I'm like, I can't even hate you. God. Like, I want to have some version of this where I can be like, yo, take this out on this dude. But instead, he's just like, hey, bro, how you doing afterwards? Oh, yeah. dude, we should get <laughs> beers. And I go, um, all right, not now, dude. All right. Anyway, uh, so you can check that out. Hi dot page backslash grappling hour. And if you were wondering what you can like, share, and comment on in the YouTube section, let's just say this right now. Uh, what I guess do you think the Rotolo brothers, what organizations should, if they aren't fighting for one, where would you like to see them end up? And who would you like to see them fight in MMA? I'd like to know that because those kids, they're very, very good. And I'd like to see them do big things. And last but not least, in the Discord, join us, become part of the extended family, and carry on the conversations that we have here on the show. Guys, that's going to do it for us here at the Grappling Hour. My name is Rafa Sparza. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats.